Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis. Joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swerve Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm excited because we're going for our first ever post-work drinks. That's exciting, isn't it? That sounds like, oh, okay, because they've just moved into the studio and they're there for four days. It's the new, it's the first ever post-work drinks in the new studio. Incorrect. This is literally the first ever post-work drinks in the year and a half that Luke's worked here. Yep. And the two three years that i've been here it is indeed because where the old studio used to be was a nightmare to get to and there weren't any nice places okay, to go. there was a pub but it is not one i would want to frequent no uh so yeah uh, but so, now but where are I'm, we going, I'm on Ollie public Davis? transport and you know everywhere's beautiful around here but where are we going Ollie Davis? we're going to four quarters yes. in stratford which is five minutes from our office is, are we calling it stratford if you go over that river, you're in Stratford. Really? Yeah, that's why you've got Stratford Westfield and Stratford Velodrome. I this is Hackney over here. I just didn't know it was like that yeah. much of a divide. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because all that stuff is Stratford. Hmm, interesting. Here he's. Uh, now, now I'm feeling less confident. <laughs> but okay, we're going across the canal. Yes. It's a five minute walk. It is a retro video game bar. Mm hmm. And. I mean, it's like someone designed a place for Luke to go. And Laurie. Yeah, but I feel like it's more for you. I'm very excited. Um, if you're wondering what those clicking sounds are, I've just copied across a CD to my iTunes account because apparently I am 2003. Well, in the spirit of Raw. In the spirit of, you know, current day Raw, we're just being... Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you now. Uh, right, this comes in from Gavin McManus, an embarrassing wrestling story. Hello, Luke and Ollie. I personally love your podcast as I don't often get to watch all of Raw and SmackDown and you're both very good at summarising the WWE shows. I'd even consider your reviews better than the actual show. My embarrassing story happened in the summer of 2016 when I was obsessed about becoming a wrestler. I'd spent hours on my trampoline wrestling a teddy bear for a hmm. plastic WWE title world toy. One one day I had the bright idea to go all in. What I mean by that is dress like a wrestler. I put on tight underpants, skateboard knee pads, and use bandages as the wrist tape. I put on excess. I put excess on the bandage because I was a massive CM Punk fan, and I went outside. Um, 
to my trampoline. I was in the middle of suplexing my teddy through a table, a cushion, when I heard my house gate open. I looked up to see my uncle walk through the gate, staring at me, half naked, holding a teddy bear. I quickly hid behind the teddy bear as I asked him, I heard him ask, what are you doing? I awkwardly oh. laughed as I struggled to choose what I what to say. Luckily, he um, luckily he asked, "Was I sunbathing?" And I just nodded as he walked into the house. Most of my awkward moments of my life. Thank you for listening. Keep up the consistent work, Gavin at McManus. Oh, I feel your pain, Gavin, because yeah. it's one thing if a parent walks in, but an uncle is like, it's it's another it's another one closer to a randomer off the streets. Yes, it just walks in and sees you. And they're more likely to bully you, mm-hmm. I think, than your own, pa- than your own oh, parents. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Completely yeah. agree, yes. A uh, quick one here from JP's Gaming, uh, Joseph Parr. Um, I'm writing to talk about my first ever creator wrestler. His name was Justice. His finishing moves were called the Injustice. It was a Canadian destroyer and the name of the law. It was an ankle lock, and he was considered pretty crap compared to my latest ones. P.S. The first thing I'm going to do when I find a job is become a pledge hammer. Thank you for the rambling. Stay swapped, Joseph Parr. Thank you. Thank um, you. I, I feel like that's a thematically confused creator wrestler. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it injustice. He wouldn't like. Why would someone call justice call their finisher injustice? Yeah, the law one makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think I think I've got to agree with you. Yeah, on, on that's that an one. embarrassing story. You should. Be. <laughs> Thank God our uncles aren't here to hear that. <laughs> Right, let's crack on with the main show. We are going our Bound for Glory predictions, and then we've got your crap gimmicks and your mailbags. Here's the show. Yeah, so it's Bound for Glory this Sunday, but tomorrow, in fact. Um, I'm really looking forward to this show. Yes. I really, really liked Slammiversary. I thought Slammiversary, top to bottom, T to B, was a great show. As was Redemption. Yes. What Was it Redemption? Yeah, that was the... Whatever well, the-, the show was before Slammiversary, with that great... Uh, Ove versus Eddie Edwards, Moose, and, and Tommy, Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer match. Yeah, yeah, really, really good stuff. Matt, Pentagon and Aries as well. That is, yes, yeah, that's yeah, the one yeah. where Pentagon won the belt. Uh, so, yeah, some really, really good stuff on this card. So, let's dive in and see what we've got. Um, there's six matches as well, which we were talking about this. I think we're so conditioned to the way that WWE book shows with their 15 match cards over four hours that when we read this, there's only six matches, we went, it's got to be a mistake. It's got, there's something wrong with this. They've only announced six matches, what a, and this is the go-home week. What a terrible idea this is. But actually, now I think about it, this is the way it's supposed to be. This yeah. is lovely stuff. It was like six to eight matches is is how pay-per-views or match cards are usually run. Yeah. That's, you know, two and a half to three hours. You give everyone about half an hour. That's including entrances and video packages. Yep. And you get 15 to 20 minutes of actual wrestling. Lovely stuff. Oh, so let's kick off then with, with Matt Seidel and Ethan Page versus Rich Swan and TBA. So Ooh. a mystery, mystery partner for, for Richard Swan. <laughs> Could be vacant. Um, I mean, I suppose really this is just like, you know, get people on the card, get a, a fun opener, because this will be a fun like tag yes, match definitely. opener. Um, um, what yeah, are you thinking? Especially Seidel and Swan in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what are you thinking? Well, uh, I, I must admit, Impact sometimes for me is like NXT, where I don't watch the week to week, and it kind of drops out of existence in my head sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then a pay-per-view happens, or an NXT takeover, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing, I should do this all the time. Yeah. So, I don't know what these, I know what the main storylines are. I'm sorry to say, I don't know these storylines. So I'm just going to go for my boy, Rich Swan, As am I. my even bigger boy, 
vacant. Yeah, I'm also going for rich and vacant. Big also, fan of vacant. I would also say as well, uh, when you have a surprise, the surprise is usually there to win. You remember, or like a replacement? You know, they always say like a replacement's bound to win. Uh, Coming up next is Tessa Blanchard versus Taya Valkyrie for the Impact Knockout Championship. This this is an interesting one. So Blanchard is the champion at the moment. She, I hadn't seen a great deal of her, uh, but she was so good at all in in that women's four way. And but Taya, Taya Valkyrie, I've actually seen a lot of because. What the AAA had the English commentary done very close to where we used to work. And when I say very close, I mean through the next room with a glass panel in. Where we used to record the old the old Wrestle Ramble set was where AAA commentary was recorded. That was the same VO booth. So yes. I'm, I'm very familiar with Valkyrie. And she's, you know, she's very, very good. She's considered as one of the legends of AAA. And... She's the real-life wife of Johnny Impact. Yeah. Johnny Impact is making his return in the, in, to Impact because he wasn't Johnny Impact for a bit. He was just well, it's, Johnny in, 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 whatever. In, in Impact, he is Johnny Impact. But elsewhere, he is Johnny Mundo or what have you. Um, as, as Austin Aries would call him, um, Johnny Jack of all trades, master of none. It's just I'm such a big fan of consistency. And this is not a consistent name. It is really not. And I think, like, I get what he's doing, and you just become like the generic guy, for, the generic top guy for each promotion because you've got the promotion in your last name. I don't like it. No, I don't like I'm, this I'm, I'm massively not keen on it either. Yeah. But we'll save that for the sure, actual, sure, well, sure. for actually his match. So, well, it ties in because I don't think John spoiler. I don't think Johnny's winning the title here uh, in in the main event. So to have like this power couple come in and they both lose title matches, I I think that's you know you don't really want to do that. So I think Ty is going to go over because Sue Young is going to somehow interfere in this match at Girl Sue Young. Yes, uh, I am actually going the other way. I'm going for a Tessa Blanchard retention. Um, I've actually just written Valkyrie. This is why you do the typing. Uh, my reason for that is I think the impact are really, really high on on Tessa at the moment. Like she's Might come into the so. company, won the belt like almost instantaneously, and I think the, and, and you're absolutely rightly so. Like she's such an imposing figure. She looks fantastic. She's got such a great look, a great presence about her, and I think that she's almost like a, a great face, like a great face for your division. Not baby face, but certainly a good face for mm. your division. But um, it's like, do you want to go for the face, or do you want to have her on the chase? Or is she undeserving? Or, yeah, or, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know because, like, I, I just think that I, I think that are so high on Tessa Blanchard at the moment, and it's almost too early to take the belt off yeah. of her. So uh, I'm, I'm going with a Tessa Blanchard retention. Um, yeah, that's where I'm sticking. Coming up next, okay. we've got. I kind of want to lose. <laughs> Because that new haircut's are you quite not, itchy. I was going to say, you're not enjoying the new haircut. I mean, I've, I've not really been enjoying it that much. I love the way it looks. Uh, but to wear it for a while would be a... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but hey, here. you know, we're, we're the king of the punishments on YouTube. <laughs> Wrestle Talk does the best punishment, the most savage punishments anywhere on YouTube. So... Outrageous. So... Uh, we actually got this like when we do our like ask us anything in the comments and we'll reply to them in our news episode. Someone did ask us like why don't you do punishments anymore? 
So because really, it just makes your predictions videos redundant and pointless. We're that we do the most savage punishments. That's why we're doing hair versus hair versus hair. Uh, my answer, aside from the fact that obviously we are doing the the, the brutal hair versus hair versus hair, savage. Savage. Um, I'd also say it's because we're rubbish at doing. Um, punishments and things like that. I Do you remember when we went through a run of about four months where we kept saying, like, oh, there's a punishment, and then we just never did it? Yeah, because, well, we were a, quite a small team and we didn't actually have the resources to <sighs> film those punishments. Plus, like, we like each other. <laughs> I think all the coldaholic guys hate each other, and this is just a way to vent their sexual frustration that's boiling in the office between them all. Also, and I get that it's a punishment, you're not supposed to like it, but I just don't want to do them. Apart mm. from, obviously, the hair versus hair versus which hair. Which is because, the most savage thing. Which is the most thing. savage yeah. thing that anyone and now possibly do. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people are calling us now the, the big punishment channels so. oh yeah and I, I totally see why i, I totally had it i think why. it was written in the uh, the resting observer newsletter that um, yeah the title's now switched hands and now we are known as uh the biggest punishment guys most savage most, most savage, savage yeah. absolutely punishment. yeah yeah uh coming up next it's the former best friends fighting against each other it's not a women's match in wwe it's eddie edwards versus moose so this is like uh this is because you've given re- you've been given a reason to care about Moose and Eddie as best friends, mm-hmm. and then they've ta- like they were they would they seemed like friends. They weren't just Nia Jax needs a way to come back from injury, mm-hmm. so Ember Moon is going to reintroduce her, and now they're bezies. Yeah, but but there was no indication of that before. Bestie for business. Besties. Best. Anyway, Eddie Edwards versus Moose, what are your thoughts? Actually, I mean, I'll, I'll go first on this one. So Moose obviously had the heel turn. Uh, he's now aligned himself with Austin Aries. He's really good. He's very yeah, good as a heel. I like heel. him as a heel. Yeah. I, thought, I never thought I would say that because... Moose is the, one of those perennial baby faces for me. Yeah, and we um, had a we had a lot of uh, a lot of fun with him at Wrestling MediaCon when uh, he came to to film some stuff with us because he's essentially just punished you now that he's like now that he is a heel and it was just really fun uh, working with him on that because I wasn't the one that was pulling the weights. Savage. <laughs> uh, and I think so. Eddie's very good. We saw him at, at MediaCon and yeah. he was just awesome in that match really 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 great <sighs> and i'm just kind of i'm torn on this one but i think i'm going to go with edwards i'm going to go with an eddie edwards win what are you saying i i because this is like the first pay-per-view of the aries moose cross faction so i don't really want them to lose at all mm-hmm. so i i'm gonna say moose okay um also i love eddie edwards I I just I adore like Eddie Edwards and Davy Richards as the American Wolves, not in Impact but in ROH back in like 2010 or whatever it was, was such a big part of me really getting into like really obsessively back into wrestling as an adult, uh, and and obviously Eddie's amazing in the ring, but I'm I'm not really into the whole jeans look. Yeah, but it's not just the jeans look; it's the it's the larger character i'm like well done for trying to shake something up but for me the thing is shaken up wasn't broken Mm -hmm. and this isn't as good so yeah but moose moose has shaken it up and very much succeeded definitely moose for me so you're saying you want him to be eddie edwards not tommy dreamer because that's essentially what he has become yeah tommy dreamer tommy dreamer in 2018 right coming up next is the match that i think i'm probably most excited about on this whole card 
it's Ohio versus everything. Dave and Jake Christ with uh, with our friend Sammy Callahan versus Phoenix Pentagon Jr., the Lucha Brothers, and the very big man, Brian Cage, the X Division Champion. So no X Division Championship match on this show because Brian is in a, this six-man tag. Um, and this is a, a... You wrote it down, but you haven't got your notes with you. But it's, a, it's an Ohio death street fight. No, no I, I think you're thinking of the LAX match. Has this not got a gimmicked uh, title Which to it are, as well? Uh, concrete... Jungle I know that's got the concrete jungle match. I thought this was a. Uh, I thought this also had a gimmick's name. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be blood everywhere. Oh I mean, that's yeah, absolutely. the gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> the blood gimmick everywhere. Is lots of bloods. Yeah, I yeah uh, yeah. So we watched this big video package, like it's a half hour long recap thing. Twenty minutes we... of which was for yeah. Johnny Impact and Austin Aries. <laughs> and man, I like. I'm really hyped for this pay per view, and this it's an OVE rules match. I knew it had a gimmick. Rules. Uh, and this is like one of the chief reasons why, because Callahan for me has stolen every Impact pay per view. Like he, he he is the Tommaso Ciampa of Impact. Yeah. Uh, it, and everyone always comes away talking about him. It was Callahan and Edwards that feud from Redemption in that six man tag. It was Callahan and Pentagon at Sacrifice. Slammiversary. Slammiversary. <laughs> I knew it was an S one. <laughs> And now I, I think it's going to be here as well. And this had, is going to be Pentagon chaos. And Phoenix as well, the other oh show my God, as well. Like yeah. Amazing stuff. And so, Callahan and Phoenix had that great TV match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I am, I'm super looking forward to this. I, I've, I mean, I've totally turned a corner on Sammy Callahan this year. He's become one of like my favorite guys in wrestling. Not just because like he, he's a big fan of us. It's just he's such an amazing heel. He's so incredible. You and I, when we did the review of that six-man tag match, and actually when we did the review of the um, uh, the Pentagon match from Slammiversary for Ramble Club's patron podcast, you and I just could not stop talking about how, like, he might be the best heel in the in professional wrestling. Yeah, like, like pure him, heel. Like, yeah. pure heel. He, might, he is easy. Like, in the top two or three, like, heels in the world it's him and champa yeah, it's him and champa and really. like uh, jay white has entered in the top 10 like yeah. jay white's just entered i don't know who the others are <laughs> make a list video perhaps yeah but make the best list videos on youtube as well now. yeah that's what we also do yeah. but i'm also a massive massive fan of the lucha brothers in oh, particular yeah. pentagon jr i think i think penta is absolutely awesome he's so so good and phoenix Phoenix moves like no one else in this world. Like he is the he's just so bendy and flippy, and it's it's incredible. I feel like Phoenix gets, gets a forget- short right. stick of it because he just? he's so good. I know. But I don't. Pentagon has something. Yeah. Like he has something that elevates him beyond. He's got zero X. Incredibly talented. And zero, he's got zero fear to he's give. Got zero zero fears. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that I just yeah, Phoenix is incredible. Yeah. And Brian Cage is just. I mean, I'm pretty sure I had him as an action figure when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Time traveling Ollie gave that to young Ollie. Yeah, uh, El Fakador brilliantly described him. Like, so we were watching this video package, and it was a, a clip of him doing a big flip dive over the ropes. And uh, Laurie described it as an airplane off a short runway. Yeah, like it was. He's such a large man, and yet he flies really, really well. It, it's it's. An impressive sight is old Brian Cage. But who are you going with in this uh, this OVE rules match? Aside from there will be bloods. Okay, so OVE don't win a lot. 
uh, in in pay per view. So that they're, they're t- those two I've spoken about. They lost the first and Callahan lost to Phoenix. And Callahan well. lost to Pentagon and Phoenix and Phoenix. Uh, but like OVE is such a good act. Like they're one of those acts that isn't harmed by losing. At least now yeah. for me, that maybe that will change because if you keep beating people, you get the Wyatt family. <laughs> uh, so, oh, it's t- I've, uh, yeah okay OVE because. That they they should get a win by now. Really. Uh, I'm also going for OVE in this one, and as I said, like this is the match I'm most looking forward to on this show. Uh, uh, LAX versus OGs. Well, I, I that, mean, yeah, that's what we're coming to yeah. next. It is the it's the Latin American Exchange, LAX, Santana Ortiz, and Conan stepping into an Impact Wrestling ring for the first time in ten years. Hopefully, he throws a shoe. <laughs> Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Uh, for, for people who are not familiar, Conan used to throw his shoes yes, in uh, matches back in the day. We recently, uh, for Wrestle Ramble Extra, reviewed TNA Unbreakable 2005, which was uh, featured the three live crew in the opening match, which was Conan with Road Dogg and K-Quick, Ron, Ron the Truth Killings, R-Truth. And, um, Sounds yeah, like there were just three there men was, in so there. so many people. Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah. Uh, and it was... Um, and it was brilliant because it was Conan throwing shoes. And it's like put over this massive thing that he throws a shoe. He's bound to throw a shoe. He's, he's, it's, a, he's not bound for glory. He's bound for shoes. He's a unit. <laughs> he's a unit he's, as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see him wrestle. But there's yes. going to be so many smoke and mirrors in but, this. Like, I haven't finished the match yet, oh, though. It is, the la- <laughs> it is LAX, Santana, Ortiz, and Conan versus the OGs, Homicide, Hernandez, and King. I... Love. I think I think of all these in terms of backstage segments, of which some have been inspired, uh, and others are sort of going into that more goofy style. But I guess if you see this feud as a telenovela soap opera thing, which I think is what they're going for, yeah, well done. Like that's exactly what you've created. I think they think it's The Sopranos, though. Uh... <laughs> I mean, you get the yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully, they don't think that. we we look at it as days of our lives. Uh, no, no. Tell it. So no, I used to I work know, on yeah. a telenovela channel. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It was one of the things like not like just managing the transmission of it. Nothing mm-hmm. behind the scenes, but uh, yeah, they're, they're fast. They have a huge crime element to it. Like it's you know like we've oh, got maybe, extenders. Uh, I take I take it back then. Okay, we've got extenders. They'll have like freaking FBI <laughs> shootouts at funerals. The most telenovela thing I'd ever seen was. Uh, an estranged couple having a shootout over a coffin at a funeral that was being lowered, and eventually they end up kissing. <laughs> you sure that wasn't an Eli Roth movie? No, no, this, that was that was this <laughs> telenovela, and then at the end they did the end credits, and, and because like this was a, this was a long running one that I'd only just seen, and the end credits had all this stuff going on. I was like. How- <laughs> is this just this episode or is this just the like the standard yeah. credits thing and it ends with a, a lady in a wheelchair going down a hill into a stream <laughs> so yes so, anyway. they've created a, a, a crime telenovela yeah and like that's they, they've done that very well i think in to stay true to that especially if you're going for that audience as well yeah but uh for me when it pays off as a wrestling match i think there's a for me, that doesn't quite work because you've said this is goofy and yeah, it is. It, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think some of the stuff they've done is very, very good. Like mm. I really enjoyed like the, the sort of fighting on the street. But then when it's like you, they run over a kid and then you have like the crime syndicates 
I like uh, the crime syndicate. Oh, oh no, I, I like the, the let's call it ceasefire. It's just like these sort of like caricatures sitting there with their drinks in a, a bar and just being like, "We want you to have a ceasefire." Oh, I like that. Bit. I don't know. I, it, for me, it was on, it's very much on that border. It's you like know, I like it, but then I'm like, "Oh, well, now you've got to have a match," and that's where it see, gets I, weird. I don't mind that. Oh, okay. that's, that's not. I don't really mind that bit. But it's almost like. Do you remember the uh, the honest trailer for Pacific Rim? Where they were like, it really borders like it borders the line so well. I'm like, this is awesome, and this is so dumb. Mm. Like these, I think like, we're right on the border with this. Um, and my other concern, I suppose, I have about this match, and this was what happened at Slammiversary as well, is that a Concrete Jungle Death Match and the OVE Rules Match will more or less be the same thing. And I think that the LAX and the OGs match from Summer, Summer Slam, from uh, Slammiversary, from Sacrifice, from Sacrifice, ended up getting overshadowed because of the Pentagon Sammy Callahan match that came after it, because uh, like, it was like directly afterwards, and which is a shame because that LAX OGs match was absolutely awesome. And my worry is that is this one just going to get overshadowed again with the the OVE rules match? Usually, I'd agree. If this was a WWE pay-per-view, it's like, why are you putting on five Hell in a Cell matches back-to-back? Mm-hmm. But Impact have proven themselves to me. Like, they've, they've got a track record of this, of putting, like, these killer matches next to each other with kind of similar hardcore stipulations and me loving it. Mm-hmm. So, I've yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I'm all for it. And, you know, if if some if a match overshadows your match because that's really good and your match is really good too i've got no problem with everyone trying to have great matches absolutely yeah no i've got nothing to say nothing against that absolutely but who are you saying with lax and the ogs um gotta go go with the ogs because (sighs) i i was just so impressed with them in the jody fleisch johnny storm match that we saw live that was lax oh of course of course of course (laughs) lax i mean lax I got okay. My mind went. You went. You went the other yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. You went. You went. The wrong thing. You said the original LAX. Yes. Well, that's what you were thinking of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm also going with LAX in this. I've really enjoyed um, Homicide and Hernandez coming back as uh, you know as the original LAX, and it's it's been as really because I was such a mark for LAX back in the day of, of back in the old TNA days. So it's been really awesome seeing them, and I I'm, I love Hernandez. Mm. Big super mechs, Big fan of his. But I think this is really going to boil down to Conan versus King. They did that great angle where they, they burned Conan's mask. And I think this is going to come down to Conan King and probably Conan winning via shoe. Yeah. Yeah. The steel shoe. I, uh, I, I can't remember if I said it. Eddie Kingston is superb. Mm. Like just, He's yeah, really good really in this good. role. Yeah, yeah. And in our main event, it is the aforementioned Johnny Impact challenging for the Impact World Championship against Austin Aries with the stipulation that Moose and Cross will not be at ringside. So is that a stipulation or is that just Aries saying his, that's his word? Well, I mean, it's written here in our document <coughs> that that's what it is. But okay, um, I, th- I wrote that did down. Did you write that down? Yeah, that was me. Because okay. that's what he said in a promo, which to me says... They're totally getting like. I think Aries. This match will be structured with Aries and Impact trying to beat each other fairly, and Aries just won't be able to do it, and he'll get in trouble, and that's when he'll break and he'll call the guys down and they interfere, and Aries retains. I already, yeah. You're going with Austin. Yeah, Aries? I said that earlier. Yeah, I think I don't think Impact's winning. I'm actually going for Impact. No, I think I'm actually going to go with with J Boy. I think you're trying to lose. <laughs> no, I think that. 
it's I don't know, man. Like they're really because Johnny Impact he didn't win the big one last year. It almost feels like that's the story they're telling. It's like he couldn't he didn't do it last year, so he is going to do it this year. And that's just it feels like that's the story we're telling here. It's I mean, for glory. Yeah, and I, I but I don't know if if Impact is staying around. The Johnny Impact, not the TV show, is staying around for or the company is staying around for a long period of time. But I just feel like this is yeah. I, I almost feel like this is Impact's time to win. But that you know that that's. I think that's, we should start saying Johnny, because it yeah. just does make. This well, is this another what, problem with your gimmick, this, Johnny. Well, this is why it doesn't work. Yeah. This is why I don't think it's a very good name. Why uh, stick with Johnny Mundo? That's fine. So yeah, yeah. That's uh, those are things. They're, 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 they're the predictions. We did them good. Russell Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, Beyond the Mat. Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, it, it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. Ollie L. Bakador and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your cues and RAs. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. There's time to know. But this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no, 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 this will be a wrestler-long screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chance. He's got a puke! He's got a puke! It's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestler-long screening of Beyond the Mat, along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com, but they are going fast. Gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's time for your crap gimmicks. If you're wondering what the heck is a crap gimmick, crap gimmick is a section we do here every single Saturday on the Wrestle Ramble where you, the SWAF Nation, submit to us your crap gimmick submissions for crap gimmick wrestling and then we decide if we want to sign them or not to crap gimmick wrestling. What's a crap gimmick, I hear you ask? Well, we like to think of it as that old WWF mentality of you are a wrestler and a blank or you could be more abstract than that and just something that's a bit rubbish and could be, you know, a lot of fun. So here we are, our first submission is if you want to send them in it's luke at wrestletalk.com that's luke at wrestletalk.com one more time luke at wrestletalk.com it's the name it's crap gimmick wrestling or cgw submission that 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 is you've taken the michael cole route of promotion there well that's because you so have to because otherwise thing. they get messages Three like where do, where do you send them where do yeah. you send them well that's that they're filtering out their rubbish submissions <laughs> and um we do have a massive backlog of them uh currently over 250 submissions at the moment so i'm actually i'm in the middle of july in terms of where we are at the moment oh, it's it a hot summer it's currently october so this one comes in from web death he says greetings luke ollie luke and ollie web death here from the united states i have for you the boxer First of all, there would be teaser promos where you would see on the Titan Tron like screens how the boxer is coming to deliver pain soon with these words on a brown colored background. The announcers would be baffled about who this person is, except for one announcer who would be talking him up like, oh, yeah, no, I know this guy. He's great. I've seen him on YouTube. You just wait and see. He's going to deliver some awesome results. Then they would start to show interview segments of a 25 year old looking man clean shaven with an average but short haircut. Nothing stands out. Each of the interview shots would only be showing the boxer from the neck up. Finally, when the knight arrives for his first match, he would come out to no music. The full description of the boxer would be an average build man wearing a brown shirt and brown pants with brown socks and brown shoes. Think a UPS delivery man carrying a box to the ring with a signing sheet of some kind. Most of the announcers would be extremely confused, asking, who's this guy? Where's the <gasps> boxer? And that one announcer has been promoted to him going like, how silly are you? That is the boxer. <laughs> uh, my head hurts <laughs> uh, it's making my head hurt <laughs> so he has this whole thing about like he would start off by handing them the box and they would have to require to sign for this box uh, if the box is able to get some offense in he would usually go to the top rope for his semi-finisher the flying package which would be a flying neck breaker then he would transition to a small package pin attempt for his actual finisher the boxer would use a guillotine choke that he would rename stuffing the box after the match he would straighten up his clothes grab his signing list then proceed to run up the ramp at a sprint always complaining about being next uh, being late for his next delivery that's really good you got me you got me there yeah i was uh, i was not expecting that delivery yeah i really thought you were going for a a, a boxer who fights in the ring like a combat athlete yeah. And I'll be honest, so when I was reading, obviously I read through all the submissions. If your submission doesn't get selected or doesn't make it through, it's no, you know, no offense to anyone. It's just that it wasn't good enough. 
it, it essentially boils down to. And I was reading through this one, and often at times when people start booking stories for them, I, I start to drift off a little bit. And then, but this one really got me. Yeah, I, and I, I really like it. Nice word. And I laughed out loud. I, I mean, it's quite because delivery people have a very tough job. That is a very thankless job. Mm-hmm. Like especially with Amazon and you know Deliveroo and people getting attacked on mopeds and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they are kind of annoying when they don't leave stuff where you tell them to and they won't post stuff through your letterbox even though it fits and you have to go and collect it from the post office the next day. Ollie puts me out. Ollie recently had to go and do this because his copy of White Dwarf, which would have fit through his letterbox, uh, was not put through the letterbox. Yeah. And why wasn't it not put through the letterbox? Because they they put it in a box. Yeah, they and, put and it the, in a box. It was just a and magazine, the box, and the box was too big for your letterbox. Yeah, yeah. That isn't the delivery guy's fault. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, it's Games Workshop's fault. The saying. boxer, the boxer character, he could like you know he'd the the guy, their opponent would come down to the ring, but they'd only find a note. <laughs> Sorry, we missed you. <laughs> You can rearrange this match online, yeah. Or you can, you, know, you can collect it in tw- in forty eight business hours. I like that. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll have a match at the post office. Yeah. Yeah. And there's loads of gimmick matches you can do around the boxer as yeah. well. There's like his specific rules. Uh, I like that. Next is from Campbell Allen Granger, sent on July fifteenth. Lou Pine. Lou Pine is a skinny, ineffectual jobber. Think early days James Ellsworth. He never wins a single match and is used as a punching bag by the heels. Nevertheless, he's a nice chap and a typical underdog. He's also hairier than your dad. However, Lou just happens to be a werewolf, and any show that takes place during a form a full moon, he would come out in his wolf form. This will be an, actually a different wrestler wearing a wolf mask, so he's all mm. jacked up and strong as hell. In werewolf form, Lou is undefeated and heels get their comeuppance at his hand. Indeed, when the GM tells a heel that he's facing Lou, uh, his face will either glow in delight as an easy win or turn dark at the thought of the beating he'll receive. His theme music is Hungry, Bli- Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran, but if it's a, if he's a wolf, it's Of Wolf and Man by Metallica. He finishes off his opponent with a full moonsault when he tries uh, as a human. It's a waning moonsault and it doesn't quite connect. He could be the he could be our big dog. Yeah, couldn't he? That's a, good. Li- I, a literal big dog. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, uh, two strong submissions thus far. Oh man! Well, here, see if Jacob Simmons from July sixteenth can top that. Dear Luke and Ollie, I have a crap gimmick. I have been a crap gimmick fan since day one, and have finally plucked up the courage to submit my own idea. Let's hope it's worth the wait. Her name is Crystal Ball, and she dresses like your stereotypical fairground palm reader: long billowing cloak, a veil, and of course, a crystal ball which she uses to see into the future. She starts life in crap gimmick wrestling as a manager, helping wrestlers who are down on their luck turn their careers around by correctly predicting their opponent's moves before they make them. She stands at ringside during her clients' matches and tells them to do based on what she sees in her crystal ball. Because of her amazing ability to always predict the future of matches, she quickly becomes one of the most popular and coveted managers in the promotion, something she is delighted with. However, a few months into our run, Crystal's reign on top comes under threat by a new manager, Clairvoyant, who is also a psychic. Claire claims that she can read the future much clearer than Crystal and interferes in her clients' matches without them realise to discredit Crystal and steal her customers. Eventually, the two psychics come, become so enraged at one another that they are booked in a crystal ball on a pole match. However, the match is a very tease affair because both women can predict what the other is going to do, so the match is entirely counters and reversals 
Very good. Like it when you start with a pun and you work your way back. Yep. So clairvoyance got me going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a strong week. Very strong week. And we've week. got Le- Lupine. Lupine and the boxer. So this is like, that. what you've done there is you've booked a story with two characters. It's a new short run thing. Yeah, rather than a, an actual character that we can really run with and I don't like ones where they they always we get quite a few of these in different guises where it's they know what the other person's going to do mm-hmm. ha 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 I don't think there's much mileage in that yes so I, I'm, I'm fortunately going to say no to that uh, man but boxer or pine do you want both no I want boxer yeah you don't want I think, pine I think boxer's oh, oh, pine's good so though pine's very good let's just sign both of we them we can't no that's the point it's a game it's a game that we made up. We can change yeah, the we've rules. Got, no, we've got to stick to the rules. Okay. It's, it means more if we can't just have everyone getting signed. Oh, man, I wish I'd saved Lupine. Then I'd have done him in a different week. Um, actually, I'd have done him in last week. Last week wasn't, it wasn't as strong. You know what? As much as I love the boxer... There's more mileage in Lupine. Like, Lupine is essentially Plus Finn, do, Finn Balor. You said you could do two trading cards as well. Yeah. Or on the back, yeah. Or a, sh- uh, yeah, a holographic a, one, yeah, one that changes. Yeah. Ah, I'm sure our artist Lewis <laughs> Tillett has the resources <laughs> to do that and print them for everyone who wants one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we need a Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. So Lupine, it is Lupine. Congratulations. Congratulations. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon at any dollar amount and leave your question there in our wicked cool community section. This one comes in from Marcel Drurer, who gets in touch with us quite a bit on Twitter as well. He says, hi, my favorite podcasters. No matter if we liked Hell in a Cell, we can all agree it was a lengthy show. And let's be honest, so are all WWE pay-per-views in recent time. So we can all agree we don't need longer pay-per-views, longer Raw episodes, or more special events like they uh, like the overload they're having right now. But a problem that I see is there's so much talent wasted. Names like Finn Balor, The Bar, The Revival, Shinsuke Nakamura, Asuka, The Usos, Ember Moon, Bobby Roode, Bray Wyatt. He's written Levin Owens, I think he means Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley are all names that would make a huge impact for shows like All In, but didn't have anything to do on the pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell, uh, and in some cases don't have a pay-per-view match in a long, long time. Since there is no big release wave this year, the WWE roster is stacked with potential, but mostly misbooked main eventers, and the uh, and with the talent ball in NXT, the numbers are just going to grow. My question is, what is the solution? Would a mass release be a, actually a good thing for the current state of the indie scene? Should WWE open another brand? They would have to have enough people to fill the roster. Um, should uh, should certain people simply ask for their release and look for opportunities elsewhere? Uh, it's from Marcel. A, it's a big question, Marcel. Yeah, it really is. WWE is the greedy kid on the playground with the richest parents. And he's not only... Well, he can't make any of his own toys like you do. <clears throat> so he comes around and buys yours up. Yeah. And now he has all the toys and... You know, you be, eventually there's going to come a point where the indies can't generate talent quick enough. Quick enough, because it's not just NXT. You've got NXT UK. I'm sure they'll open up other yeah. territories like that, and that's so just going to soak up more people. So, like, we are in danger of... And as soon as performers go to WWE, they become, you know, like Laurie said earlier, what did he say? Uh, brainwashing training is, a, <laughs> is essentially NXT where all that cool stuff you were doing outside nah, nah you make it more like our way yeah and you know that's that fits the house style but it does lose 
you know elements of individuality which were so appealing outside of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so God as an answer, I don't think. Like the, the other problem is, it's not like WWE uses its best wrestlers. It's got lots of n- subpar wrestlers up there. Mm-hmm. Like just look at the women's division and all the legends they've brought back and. Baron Corbin, although I enjoy him, he's not like an, you know, his character is almost anti-smart indie fan. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I want them all to. I just, you know what? The answer is to have another big company, but yeah. not attached to WWE, and then hopefully that will create competition, and a lot of these guys will be like, I'm not getting used here. I'll go over there. And that's the way it worked in the, the Monday Night Wars. It was always just like, I can earn more money over here, or I'm getting better opportunities over here. I'm not being used correctly over here. I'm going to go elsewhere. And, and, you know, and the case is that they could ask for their release and try their opportunity on the indies. It has worked for Cody, but can you say the same for a hundred other guys that have tried to do it? Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger, right yeah, back. exactly. All these guys that thought, I had a big time, I was a big name in WWE, or big-ish name in WWE, right back certainly was. And I can easily get bookings elsewhere. And then, and they haven't. And they've just sort of like fizzled off into obscurity. So there is, you almost do have to like, can, can I take that opportunity? I don't think opening up another brand is is an option. I, the, the, I mean, you say we don't need lengthy roars and lengthy pay-per-views. And you're right. The last thing we need also is another TV show. Um, now they've announced NXT UK. That's there's four TV shows that happen on Wednesday nights alone. So yeah, I don't think we need another brand opening up. So and I, but I don't want to see guys lose their jobs. It's a it's a difficult one, and I don't think that them having a massive roster is really is is an issue. It's just how you manage and use that roster. I think cycling out talents isn't always the worst thing. Yeah, there's enough people. Maybe give the guys a holiday once once in a while there it is that's the answer right there uh, this comes in from the dashing dan now he sent us an email that um i think might have uh well not so much offended you but uh here we go hey guys over the summer i asked your opinion on why seth rollins gets so much credit do you remember this mm. uh, i've taken your opinions on board and now i see your point i went to the raw taping in we seattle are right i went to the raw taping in seattle where kevin owens and elias got mega heat and his match against drew was pretty good it's taken a while but you've convinced me i now enjoy rollins's performance more so thank you now i have an even bigger challenge for you <laughs> can you give me a reason to care about the revival at this taping of raw i attended i cheered when the b team beat them because i don't like seeing them because i don't like seeing them win and i'm glad they haven't been given the tag team titles i see them as a pair of vanilla midgets i i hate that term so much hate it with a passion um, who aren't agile enough to be true cruiserweights but are too small to be taken seriously as a contending tag team. The whole no flips just fist gimmick really clearly isn't over with the fans, yet all I read is that they're one of the best tag teams in the world. Why? Because they have technical skills, so do Breezango. They are undeniably fine wrestlers, but they have, have a trainload of personality and charisma to go with it. I think talking about Breezango. Same goes for the B team. There can be no doubt that Bo and Curtis are fine wrestlers, but they connect with the fans. AOP look intimidating, and the Usos, the Bar New Day, and even the Good Brothers are all really good wrestlers too but yet the revival still get this praise it baffles me using the excuse that they have been booked badly by we can't cut it because rusev they are badly booked and they got over please enlighten me and the swath nation uh, because surely i cannot be the only one so they are uh, a throwback act to a different age in tag team wrestling that's why they're called the revival they're bringing that back as a revival and 
I am a huge, huge fan of that style of tag team wrestling, which is just cut the ring in two, work over a guy, pick apart body parts. It's great psychology, like psychology wise. And I know, so there's the Rusev Day argument, but the Rus- Rusev Day got over in spite of WWE. Mm-hmm. It didn't get over because of WWE. Uh, so they really, but I guess that plays into your point actually. The Revival have been really, really badly treated on the main roster. The best answer to this is NXT. Just go back and watch their feuds with Authors of Pain and DIY. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just fire up your WWE Network and look at their series they had with DIY. And now, like, and you'll just be, you watch them and be like, oh, this is why everyone thought they were the best tag team, or one of the best tag teams in the world, because they were so good. They are incredible storytellers in the ring. They know how to use this throwback style in a modern day setting, which is very difficult to do and get over with a crowd that are so used to big flip-de-doos and, and whatnot in, you know, outside the ring. And they work that to their advantage. And it creates these amazing, amazing matches. Their match with DIY at TakeOver Toronto is absolutely exceptional. It's like a five-star match. It's so, so good. And the triple threat uh, at TakeOver, n- not New Orleans, was the one before that. Um, Dallas. Maybe, and it wasn't Dallas. Chicago. Whichever one it was. It was the one. Philadelphia. It was the, it was the triple threat with AOP and DIY. Like, that match is absolutely incredible. And it works so well as, like, the final chapter of that feud they had with DIY. So, yeah, that's what I would say is fire up your network. Um, or just uh, if, if I only saw the revival on Raw, yeah. that I'd think the exact same thing as you. Yeah, absolutely. But the reason we love them is because we know what they can do. Yes. Um, and one last question uh, comes in from James J. Dillon. Uh, this mailbag challenge expands on the topic of wrestlers you like using finishers you hate. A noted example being Bailey's Bailey to Belly suplex. So your task mm. is to pick one current wrestler you like in any promotion, male or female, whose finisher you truly dislike. The challenge is to replace that unliked finisher with a better one that is more impactful or suits the wrestler's character better. My choice would be Nia Jax. She hasn't really settled on a finisher that suits her, and the one she has used, the Samoan drop or standing leg drop, pretty disappointing for someone described as the irresistible force. I would give a Sara Del Rey's Royal Butterfly as a finisher, a savage-looking butterfly hole transitioned into a toss butterfly suplex. Performing this on smaller opponents would look mm. great and make Nia look, Nia look really strong. Thank you. Thanks again for the consistent rambling. Cesaro uppercut. There you go. Your turn. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of his finishes that I really don't like. Controversially, I'm not a fan of the Rainmaker. Yeah. Um, I'm also actually, and actually, no, I'm not. You want him to use the camel clutch? Yes, of course, because mm. he's a he's a foreign heel. No, I'm um, I'm actually going to change that though. I'm going to change it to. I'm going to I'm going to say the one winged angel because I really I think I oh, thought we turned the corner no, no, on this. We you, like it no, now. No, you turned a corner on this. Just oh, because wow. you turned a corner on it doesn't mean everyone else did. It's contrived it? to get them up there. Yeah. Because they have to help you a lot to take that <laughs> move on themselves. It looks I I think it looks too I hate to use the term phony. Yeah. But you're right. Like it, it requires too much of the other person. Like the Canadian, and you can't hit it on anyone. No, the Canadian destroyer is a move where the your opponent has to do just as much work as you do. However, it always looks like PT is the one that's doing the move, mm. not the other guys doing the move on themselves. Um, so I'm going to say the one winged angel, and I almost like because I think a lot of Omega stuff is strike based. Uh. So I almost want like another striking finisher. I'd almost think like the V trigger or like. Um, V-trigger's a pick-and-apart move. Just V-trigger, V-trigger, V-trigger. Well, what I really like is when he does the knees to the face. You grab both arms and you just bring the... Kn- very close to Abushi's finisher. 
I know, but you can work that into stories with the yeah. Golden Elite. Uh, so I don't have an answer for what I would change it to, but I do not like the one-winged angel. Um, so anyway, thank you so much for your mailbag questions. We'll have more of those next week. Would you like a Poetry Corner submission? I always want a Poetry Corner submission, although we should point out we are a bit stretched for time today, which is why the intro was a bit short. And the outro will be similarly yes. half the length, this, as usual. <laughs> well, that's why I'm trying to get on. Uh, this is from Emma Healy. Hi, Luke and Ollie. While I still have very little knowledge in writing them, I felt inspired after this week's episode of Raw, or last week, depending on when you read this. Um, so it was sent 13 days ago, so it was actually two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> to write a poem. It's a little different to my usual forte of, cre- of cheesy, cringe-worthy work, but I hope you like it all the same. Oh, a when, serious one. When I first emailed you a few months ago, I mentioned I was looking to join a writing group. Sadly, I still haven't found one that is flexible to fit around my day-to-day job, but I found a nice little community on Facebook who have been very helpful and given me tips and pointers. Off the back of this, have started up my blog, mostly about WWE fantasy booking scenarios, to help boost my skills and looking into signing up to an open university course to gain a qualification within the field of creative or journalistic writing. Fantastic. Well done, you, Emma. Well done, Emma. Side note, I I feel I should also mention, after watching your amazing lip-sync battle, it has given me a newly acquired fiancé. Uh, I guess my terrible poems worked what? after all. The idea to perform a choreographed fast, uh, first dance at our wedding. So thanks for that. Ah. I mean, if you... Well, we do weddings and bar mitzvahs now. <laughs> so if you need some entertainment, we're very, Absolutely. very expensive. And all of that cost is actually on the Segway rental. You pair never failed to make me smile. Keep up the consistent work. I love you. Goodbye. From fellow WrestleTalk.com writer Emma. So this is her poem. Maybe their words are true. Is it treason to tear down an empire? Help destroy that yard you proclaim. Align with the university that's sent to destroy. Every dog has their day, but do you even believe that anymore? Is it blasphemous to attack a holy man? Reclaim him not with a cross, but a chair. To burn down everything he tried so hard to rebuild. An architect of his own redesign. An eye for an eye. I should be angry. I should be livid. I should be living up to my namesake. After all, it's just a noise. Just a letter on a page. Just hurtful slander that echoes in my mind. But nine months is a long time to wonder where my brothers are. Maybe their words are true. Mmm, Deanie Deanie. Yes. That's what I got. Nia Jackson, Ember Moon is where I was going initially. Yeah, I mean, it's so beautifully vague. (laughs) Interpret it in many different ways. Could be the Bellas. Yeah, Yeah, I guess Ronda Rousey. Yeah, like there was no real clues to who that was about. Yeah, that's what I like about it. I don't really know many empires. Uh, mm. in, in the world wrestling entertainment. Did they say university at one point? I was confused about that line. I'll have to leave the email now. Do you do it that quickly? Yeah, like, got, well, got red, f- boom. I'm going to try and find the next email. Ruthless. Uh, You're almost as savage as that punishment. <laughs> which are the most <laughs> savage on YouTube. Uh, there is our last email for this episode. It is a Rusev Hey, and, Rusev it, is, hey. and it is from the Mayor of Painesville. It's from the real Dan's Dan, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Dan! It's from Dan. Hey, Luke, Ollie. Uh, hmm, well, here's what we've got here. This is great because he's trying to be so inclusive. He's trying to name everyone here. So he's written here Hey, Luke, Ollie, Luke, Andy, James, everyone. Problem is, you sure. put my name there twice. Yeah, forgetting Laurie's name. Hey, top marks, top marks for trying. It really was top marks for trying yeah. to get everyone in there. Well done, Dan. I finally have a Rusev hey to share. That is a classic. Always the bridesmaid. <laughs> 
Do you want to take a guess at where he met this person as well? Wrestling Media Con? No. Oh, I thought it was going to be about us. Uh, I thought it was going to be a nice email. No. Ah. It was WXW, WXW's tournament yeah. thing then. Uh, it was the WXW World Tag Team Tournament League 2018 After Show Party. It was a great party. Mm. I bet it wasn't because of the media come one. And the incredible chant of Guns Bobby Guns was still echoing through the hallways of the venue. Of course, always the professional. Volta left the arena early, but most of the WXW roster was still in attendance. So was the... Uh, mm, new interim Unified World Wrestling Champion Ilya Druganov. As he was making his way to the Cropper people, he talked to the DJ. He asked for the song Real Men. What was coming? Backstreet Boys Everybody. Now imagine a strong mean Russian going wild to that song <laughs> while that happened. And not only that, a bunch of other wrestlers, including big mean Dutchman Jern Simmons joining in. Bizarro world indeed. That's my Rusev Hey best wishes, Dan. Great. Ilya Druganov, terrifyingly terrifying Ilya Druganov dancing to Everybody. Yeah, yeah. He should come out your body. My uh, friend, when he got married, um, him he's uh, one of four siblings, and him and his siblings did like the whole choreographed dance routine uh, at their wedding um, because. Uh, him and his brother in particular his twin brother are massive Backstreet Boy fans like they would probably rival Zack Ryder in terms of being a Backstreet Boy fan wow well like unironically yeah I feel like wrestlers have two musical tastes and that is ACDC and Motorhead or the cheesiest cheese pop (laughs) tell that to Jerry Lynn he likes Napalm Death What's, what's that? That's like... Is that, is that Zack Sabre Jr.'s latest <laughs> stretch <laughs> submission? It does. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for all your correspondence. We'll be back next week for the Raw Review uh, as we lead into Crown no, Jewel. won't. You'll be back with a Bound for Glory. Randall. Oh, that's right. I yeah. will. Yes, we'll be back with uh, Bound for Glory on Monday. Uh, there might not be an intro and outro to it, but there will certainly be Bound for Glory Chit Chat. We'll see you then. Have a good weekend. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.